Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Church Boy Confessions Podcast, episode 158, a whole 158 of them. Hope everybody had an amazing past week. I had a very interesting morning because some lady decided to cut me off or actually not allow me into the lane. That's exactly what happened. So to that lady, God bless you. I hope you have a great week because we got to love our enemies, don't we? She's my enemy, so I have to love her. <laughs> well, I hope you guys had an amazing, amazing morning, amazing evening, whatever time that you listen to this episode. Um, it's good to be behind this mic again. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start off with some announcements. Uh, UA Day is 19 days away, officially 19 days away, a little over two weeks. Um, there are no, no, no call, no shows allowed. So right now, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, if you follow us on Instagram, if you follow us on TikTok, you've been a part of this journey, then I'm assuming you're going to be there. So if you're not going to be there, let me know. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I can't wait to see you in 19 days. It's going to be an amazing day of arts, of vendors, of worship, of praise, um, of creativity, of community. Um, and we're commemorating four years, four years of ministry. So I would love to see you guys there. This is the first time we decided to celebrate with the community. And um, I'm really looking um, forward to it. So that's August 20th, Saturday. 12 p.m. We're at 104 Robinson Street in downtown Los Angeles. So I hope to see you guys there. Um, also, we have Bible study tonight. Today, Monday, August 1st, we have Bible study. Um, hope you guys can come out. Um, and yeah, 530 Pacific time. Um, invite your friends. You know what I'm saying? Sign up link is in the bio. Sign up link is in the description. Um, that's going to be open till 4 p.m. Pacific time. So sign up if you haven't already. And um, yeah, we're, I, I can't wait to see you guys tonight. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't made this announcement in some time because we're so busy with just doing a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know why I always forget to say this sometimes. But if at any point in time throughout the week, throughout this episode, that you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, so if you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation to this ministry, you can do so by going to www.unassociate.com slash donate. Thank you to everybody who has been donating. The reason why we're able to do something like UA Day is because of your donations. You are a contributor. You have blessed blessed us and we want to return the blessing by making an event that's going to bless you so um i look forward to ua day i thank you guys for your donations i'll see you guys at bible study tonight those are the announcements for today and now we're going to get to the episode all right um so today i wanted to talk about something that maybe you know a lot of us might feel at different times but at the same time this is not something that we typically talk about publicly I think that sometimes as Christians, we think that we have this duty to make sure that we are always, you know, uh, kind of being a billboard for Christ. And sometimes we 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 um, mix up being an ambassador of Christ with being a billboard for Christ. Right. And, and I'll explain the difference in that. When, when you're an ambassador for Christ, you represent Christ. You know what I'm saying? And you're bearing the fruits of the spirit. You know, you're coming off as Christ like because that is the genuine act. That's a genuine product of the spirit that is within you. Um, you know what I'm saying? And like other people are now know who Christ is. Other people know the gospel because they see your life and whatnot. That's what being an ambassador for Christ is. But some of us have settled to be billboards, right? 
Billboards, you have the intention of advertising Christ. And advertising Christ and representing him is not the same thing. And I'll tell you what the difference is, or at least where I'm going with this, is that some of us, we feel some type of way. We feel discontent. We feel sad. We feel depressed. We feel some type of way that we feel like if we're a Christian, if we have Jesus Christ, we should not feel like this. So what we do is that we just cover it up. We hide it all. We don't be vulnerable with anybody. We don't be transparent with anybody. And we ultimately put up this facade and this act to make it seem like our lives are perfect because we have Jesus when in reality we're going through a lot um, and we don't address these things because we just want to come off as advertising Christ. But the reality is, let me tell you something like this, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be a representative of Christ, an ambassador of Christ, it does not look like acting like you're okay when you're not okay. It does not look like acting like you're content with everything that's going on in your life and how your life is going when you're literally not. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we need to come to terms with the fact that we are not happy where we want to be with our lives and also acknowledge the fact that we are exactly where God has us in our lives or where we're supposed to be in our lives and for a reason. But we have to be real. We have to be vulnerable. We have to be transparent because I'm telling you, even in those things where you think there's no glory for God, God can get the glory out of those situations. Sometimes we have to communicate that we are sad with somebody who might not ever think that we could ever feel such emotions. So then when we're happy, when God has pulled us out of that ditch, they will say, how did this person go from this to this? He went from sad to joyful and having this joy in his heart because of the Holy Spirit that is within him. You know, there's glory that belongs to God when we acknowledge that we're starting at point A, sad, depressed, discontent. And somehow we make it to point B, fulfilled, complete, joyful. I've been having thoughts, and I'm going to be transparent, and I'm sure that a lot of people have had these thoughts as well. These, these, what if I wasn't a Christian thoughts, right? What if I wasn't a Christian? What if I didn't have to serve? What if I didn't go to church all the time? You know, when we have these thoughts that come up, I, I definitely have them and I've been having them as of recently. They kind of go through two different lanes. One lane is that when you say, oh, what if I wasn't a Christian? Like you, you start to think about all the ways that God has been faithful to you and you're so grateful when you, you know, you recall your testimonies. And, you know, what I'm saying it really just is a way for you to emphasize God's goodness in your life, you know, and where you would be if you if you didn't have him in your life. That's one way to like, you know, to think to think like that. Right. But then there's another way when you start to ask yourself, what if I wasn't a Christian? What if I didn't have to serve? What if I didn't have to go to church? And what follows that prompt is essentially us talking about basically expecting that our lives would possibly be more fun and more exciting and more adventurous if we would, if we didn't serve God, if we didn't make the sacrifices that we made, if we were not um, living sacrifices unto the Lord. And I've been having thoughts like that as of late, and it's really been bothering me. You see, I've been having thoughts where it's just like, man, I, I must say that, you know, if maybe I didn't go and start to want to do unassociated, I want to do ministry, I probably would have been done with law school by now. I probably would have been taking the bar with everybody else that's taking the bar right now. Shout out to you guys. You know what I'm saying? I'll be making, I'll probably be making more money than I am right now if I just didn't do ministry and I just focused on, you know, you know, finishing out the whole law school route that I was on. And I started thinking like that. I started thinking about would I be living in San Diego because I'm living in San Diego because the responsibilities, spiritual responsibilities that I have, physical responsibilities that I have as well. But otherwise, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? I'd probably be in another city with a whole bunch of more youth and like having fun, all different stuff. And, you know, when I have these thoughts, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, if I wasn't committed to Christ, if I wasn't 
you know, committed to these responsibilities that God has given me, I'd be able to do all these fun and exciting and adventurous things that I'm not really able to do right now because of the responsibilities that I have. So I have to make these sacrifices, you know, and um, I must be real that sometimes I feel like I'm missing out on my youth. You know, I have to be real. Sometimes I feel like these responsibilities that God has given me are just really tiring and in a sense holding me back from the things that I can be doing with my time and with my intelligence in a sense. And, you know, sometimes I do feel like, man, I'm tired of these trials and tribulations that God is giving me to equip me for the responsibilities that he's given me as well. Sometimes it gets tiring. Sometimes I grow weary in well-doing. That's the reality of it. Sometimes I genuinely wonder that if I wasn't a Christian, if I didn't live this life, how much easier would it be? How much more fun would it be if these responsibilities that God has given me were not my responsibilities? And I know I'm not the only one that thinks like that. And what makes it even harder is when we see people who do not follow God seemingly prospering the wicked, the unrighteous, or the unbeliever, the person that mocks God, the person that spits in God's face, the person that ignores God, and so on. We see them prosper, and it seems like they're living a full life of just youth and abundance and just, man, everything just looks so fun, and, and their their vlogs on TikTok are just so cool, man. They're walking down the street, and they're getting you know overpriced lattes, but it's a vibe. You know what I'm saying? You know, you see these people enjoying their life. You know, they're having sex. They, you know, going from relationship to relationship. They're, you know, social gathering to social gathering. They're lit. They have a great network. They're making good money. All of this stuff. And ultimately, I think the thing that really sells it is that they're living a life that's going to have a lot of stories to tell. And I think that's kind of the definition of a full life in some sense. The travel, the partying, the amazing experiences, the sex, the healthy relationships, a whole lot of money, a whole lot of respect and status from your peers, right? That's kind of what it looks like. That's kind of like the world's definition. And the Christian definition is actually not that far off. You know, you can travel, you can have the sex, you can have the healthy relationships, you can have the money, you can have the status. You know what I'm saying? You can you can do all those different things, but all of it is subject to doing it in God's way, right? And if it's subject to doing it in God's way, then that means sometimes you might not have as much as you want. Sometimes you might not get it at all. Or sometimes you might not get it when you want it. So if you're someone who has ever been torn between following Christ and living a full life in your youth, this episode is for you. I have felt like you so many different times in life, especially in college. And maybe this episode is definitely for the people who are entering college, who are in college, whatever it might be, because you're really surrounded by people who are, you know, not committed to Christ, going to party to party, drinking as much as they do, doing whatever drugs that they do, having as much sex as they want to have and all the different stuff. And like, man, like there has been so many nights where I literally just spent spent a night by myself in my dorm room while my friends were out doing whatever they was doing. And it sucks, bro. Like, it sucks. And maybe you can do better than me. Like, you know, some people are really good at, like, going out and doing, like, you know, some cool, godly, having some godly fun. I'm not even good at organizing 
ungodly fun. Like, I'm just not a good organizer when it comes to, like, planning, like, events and all that stuff to go to. So, like, man, I just really be in my dorm and, like, you know, <laughs> thinking about what everybody else is doing. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I caved in and I went to those um, places that I wasn't supposed to go to. But when I, when I didn't, you know, it definitely didn't feel good to stay home. Um, but, yeah, if you're someone who has been struggling with, you know, living uh choosing between or being torn between following christ and living a full youthful life this episode is definitely for you and the first thing that i want to unpack is our definition of a full life because we need to scrutinize it because i think that without us even knowing our definition of a full youthful life is just very much living life according to our flesh and to please our own sinful desires that's also mean what we're doing. We do what we want and we put ourselves first. And don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? In many contexts where I've heard people say, put yourself first, it absolutely, it absolutely sounds justified. But do understand that God comes first, right? We don't put ourselves before God. Because reality is even the life that you have right now was given to you. It was given to you. Alongside responsibilities, duties, tasks that God has given to you, a purpose that God has given to you. And it's not fair to him. If we take the life that he's given us and take him out of it and just do what we want to do, forsake our purpose and forsake our responsibilities in order to please our own flesh. That's not right. And that dishonors him. God is the one that comes first. And when I talk about God coming first, I'm not talking about something that we simply put in our bio. I love it in your bio. Don't 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 change it. What I am saying is that we got to make sure that it's not just something in the bio. But it's a lifestyle that we live by. And the reality is when you put God first, there are sacrifices that come. That's the reality of it. That don't mean that you can't have fun and have adventure and have exciting moments. No, 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 no. But we do not live for such things. We live for Christ. And a lot of people, the reason why Christianity turns them off, it's not because of the political and the, the history and all that. Other, no, no, no. It's because they feel like if they follow Christ, they can't be in the world as well. And the world is very enticing. That's really what it comes down to. The world is enticing. For many of us, our definition of a full life has nothing to do with making sacrifices to God it has nothing to do with fulfilling the responsibilities that God has given us. It really just has to do with us becoming our own gods. That life is enticing. It isn't until you get to a level of real maturity with the Holy Spirit and intimacy with the Holy Spirit that these passions and these desires become more subject to the power of the spirit that is moving through you. But until then, these things are very much more enticing. It's enticing to do what you want, when you want, and how you want, with no one or no thing trying to impose their will on that. Not having to answer to anyone or anything. That's very enticing. And this is ultimately our definition, this worldly definition of living a full life. A.K.A. living life according to the flesh. And just a friendly reminder that you cannot live life according to the flesh and live life according to the spirit at the same time. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 
So I say, walk in the spirits and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. The Bible says you cannot live a life committed to pleasing your flesh and also live a life in accordance and pleasing the Holy Spirit. You can't. They are contrary to each other. You know, this 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 society that we live in today has done a really good job of making us being servants to our flesh look like freedom. But it's not freedom. To anyone who's ever tried to overcome watching porn and masturbation understands that it's not freedom. Doing whatever your flesh tells you to do is not freedom. By nature, we are subject to our flesh. And the only thing that can break us free from the subjection of the flesh is our subjection to the Holy Spirit is our increased intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Human beings are always going to be subject to something. Only one of those things actually give us real freedom. The only way to break free from the tendencies of our flesh is to subject ourselves to the Holy Spirit. A lot of us think that our definitions of a full, youthful life are innocent, but they're not actually innocent. They're not. Let's read Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 25. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, Jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, so that um, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the spirit, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If living a full life in your youth means sexual immorality, idolatry, selfish ambitions, and drunkenness, how full can it really be? It's going to have its highs, but it can never fulfill that whole. Living a life according to the flesh is like drinking salt water in the moment. Looks like it's quenching everything that you were missing. But in reality, it only makes you more and more thirsty and brings you closer and closer to death. Living life according to the Spirit, however, it definitely comes with its sacrifices, it comes with its trials and tribulations, you know, it comes with its responsibilities. And I think that when it comes to all of these different things, that's what makes it so unappealing at times. Because we have these responsibilities, the trials and tribulations, the sacrifices, and sometimes it gets so, it seems so overwhelming and it weighs us down. And I want to talk to the people who feel weighed down. 
sometimes what we do is that we see going to then go and live according to our flesh as an escape from the weight of our responsibilities, of the trials and tribulations, and of the sacrifices. But in these times, it's very important, ladies and gentlemen, that we lean on God and we listen to his instruction. If you need rest, rest. If you need a break, take a break. Take a break. Find rest in the Lord. Because it's in these times where we go, we grow weary of of our well-doing it's in these times when we get tired of doing the right thing and we get tired of making the sacrifices and we get tired in the trials and tribulations we get tired of having to deal with all of our responsibilities that god has given us it's in these times that the devil comes knocking at your door and says hey hey, why don't you take a break from all that righteous living you've done a lot and come live life according to your flesh because you've missed out on living a full life in your youth that's how the devil works because that living life according to the flesh looks more enticing when you are tired. Looks more enticing when you've been working and sacrificing to God. And you're not seeing the, the recognition and the reward and, and, and the blessings and, and what, what you feel like you're supposed to see. But I want to remind you. That if no one sees your sacrifice, if no one recognizes it and you feel like there's no reward and you feel like your work is in vain, you feel like no one cares, God cares, God sees, God knows. And none of it is in vain. Galatians chapter 6, starting at verse 7. It says, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to everybody who's losing heart. You've been doing the right thing and you've sacrificed so much. Many of us young believers, we understand we sacrifice so much. Our emotions, our friendships, our social life in some aspects, our time. And I want to let you know, man, if you need a break, go get that break. Go find that rest in the Lord. But at the same time, you do need to understand that the solution, that rest does not come from straying away and living life according to the flesh. It comes from leaning more onto God comes from being real with God and just saying that, yo, I'm hurting and this is hard and I need your help. Need I remind you that the floods will not overflow you. The fire shall not burn you. Isaiah 43. Do understand that what you are sowing, you shall reap in your due season. That's what the scripture says. So I, that's my hope. That's that's where I place my faith because it's by faith that we endure. And I have faith that in due season, God will reward me. Whether that whether that reward or that blessing comes here on earth or whether that, that reward or that blessing comes after this lifetime. Because let's not forget that that exists. Let's not act like that don't exist. I know a lot of us, we want our blessings here. But sometimes we won't see that reward until after this life. And I'm telling you, I reckon 
that the sufferings that we endure today cannot compare to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Don't sleep on that. I get tired. I get tired of doing work for the Lord sometimes. I do. But I'm not going to lose heart. Because I know that everything that I sow, I shall reap in the mighty name of Jesus. My God is not a liar. My God is not a liar. I'll tell you guys actually a story, man, of me even paying my tithe. I believe that God gave me this scholarship because I paid my tithe. I'm not paying for school anymore, ladies and gentlemen. That's a testimony that I have. I got a scholarship this past summer. That that what you sow, you shall reap. And if I tell you that God is even ready to reap something in your life, that's more than what you sowed. I know it. I've lived it. I know it gets tiring. I know it gets challenging. I know you look outside and you see everybody else living a life that, man, is very enticing. But I'm telling you, lean on God. He feels you. He understands. And he's going to be the one to fulfill you and complete you. And even to take away these passions and these desires of the flesh. So that you are upright and you are righteous. So for anyone who is torn who is feeling like their youthful life is passing them by, I just want to encourage you today that you're not missing out on anything. You're investing in your future. And when others are asking, how come I'm not reaping? Man, you will have abundance. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak that over your life. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for this word and this encouragement. And I pray it really speaks to every youth leader, every youth Christian, even if they're not youth, oh God. Any Christian, every any believer, Lord, who has been tired, who's thought about it? What would life be like if I wasn't down this road in ministry or I wasn't on this road in, 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 in just being a good person, being a child of God? Father God, help us understand that there is no life better than being Doing this life with you, oh God. Things could seem shiny and nice on the outside, on the exterior. But Father God, even the wicked can be prospering, Lord Jesus, but we know their end. And we know ours as well, oh God. Ours is everlasting life. Ours is a reward, oh God. So help us, Lord Jesus, to continue to diligently seek after you, oh God. Help us to get the rest that we need when we need it, oh God. And let your name continue to be glorified. Let your glory continue to shine through our lives and our works, O God, and our service to you, Lord. And make us sufficient unto every task and abundant unto every task. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I love you guys. I'll see you guys in 19 days. And I'll see some of you guys tonight in Bible study. I um, hope you guys have an amazing week. Send this to somebody who needs it. Send this to somebody who's been tired. Let this message encourage them as well. Like and subscribe on YouTube as well. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing week.